Hello, friends. Welcome in to Joe Kelly's Van Chronicles. I am Joe Kelly, and this is my podcast. I will be your audio version of a mushroom. <laughs> this is going to be... Okay, so I've done like a Van Chronicles podcast before, but I want to redo it and just try and figure out what it is supposed to be. So I think I have it finally figured out. So this first one is just going to kind of be like an intro podcast to let you know what this is, who I am, other than me just rambling on and on with no real point but sharing these long stories. So I think they're going to be like shorter podcasts. Before I get into it, before I get into what this is, oh my God, I got to get this off my mind because this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. If you haven't seen this, you should watch. There's a video online. And if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But it's one of the funniest things in the world. All you got to do is look up... uh, Chuck Berry fart and see what comes up. It's so funny. It's Chuck Berry, old Maybelline, old Maybelline Chuck Berry farting on a hooker. And it's so goddamn funny. It's so funny. Apparently they like raided his house in the 80s for drugs and they found this sex tape and somehow somebody bought it or some shit like that. In any way you can find it. So it's pretty much, it's Chuck Berry. It's Chuck Berry, the Chuck Berry, and there's like a a prostitute, a lady getting paid money for her uh, for her time, and it opens with like Chuck Berry just like talking, sort of nice to her, but then he just starts peeing on her, <laughs> and as he's peeing on her, he just cuts such a loud fart, and he goes, "Mmm, you can smell that fart." Oh. <laughs> so goddamn funny <laughs> and then he's being a gentleman about it so he's like drying her off with a towel and then she's kind of like they're having this moment where they're both real quiet and she kind of leans up and grabs the back of his head and pulls up in close and it's like she wants to kiss him and he goes I can't kiss you right now your face smells like piss <laughs> it's so I can't stop. I can't stop. And then it cuts. That's not even the best part. The next part is a scene where he's laying. He's laying down on a bed, and she's giving him a head. She's giving him a blowjob, and he goes, "Why don't you kiss my ass a little bit? Get down there and kiss it." So she starts. She sticks her mouth on his on his bee hole and starts kissing it. He just fucking farts in this poor woman's face. And it fucking startles her. And she like like jumps back. And he's like he goes he goes he goes, did I just fart in your face? And she's like, mm-hmm. And he's like, I like to do that. It's so funny. It's my new favorite thing that I found on the internet. Oh my god, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> Look it up if you want a good laugh. If you don't, I understand it's a little bit, it could be considered disgusting by some, maybe a bit vulgar, but it's so fucking funny. Uh, she probably got paid well. There's no way you're not getting paid well by Chuck Berry in the 80s or whenever it was, maybe the 70s or something like that, whenever he did it. There's no way you're not getting paid well if Chuck Berry's farting in your face. It's just, uh, it's in it's in the line of work, you know? It's either something you're willing to do or you're not to. And if you do do it, I hope you get compensated accordingly. (laughs) Uh, 
I, so that's going to be the, <laughs> the beginning of the intro of this podcast. Let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back, and we'll get into the actual intro of this podcast. This is Joe Kelly's Van Chronicles. We interrupt this program to bestow knowledge. Feeling lonely? Yeah, I feel lonely. Out of touch? I'm out of touch. Insecure? I'm insecure. Lost in the world? I feel lost. Do you wake up feeling as if your life is meaningless and there's no way to go on? There ain't no way I can do nothing ever. Depression can be a serious struggle, but there's hope. Hope, you say? In the form of powerful psychedelic doses. That's right. These substances that the DEA considers highly dangerous, DMT, LSD, and psilocybin mushrooms, may have a positive effect on your life. Just ask John. See, my name is John. I was feeling shitty about myself. And then I took some mushrooms and decided that, you know what? I just got some shitty friends around me, and I don't like working at Mickey D's. So I quit that shit and just fucking moved, dog. Straight up. Thanks, Mushroom. Psychedelics. Kid tested. Mother approved. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that message from our sponsors. So <laughs> I know what the message is. That's why it's fun. But what this uh, what this podcast is going to be is I'm Joe Kelly. I do stand-up comedy and I live in my van. I've been living in a van for two years as I try and pursue the comedy dream. So that's where I'm coming to you live from, is a 2000 Dodge Grand Caravan. That is the podcast studio that this wonderful podcast is produced out of. (laughs) The van and then the editing and nonsense will take place in coffee shops. And that's basically, that's what it's all about. People People live in a lot of things that aren't homes. I've kind of noticed that more since living in a van, that you see people around also living in vans and things that aren't houses. Mostly vans. Some people live in cars, too. But it's... Because you just kind of notice what you got going on. You're like, oh, I park in these places. And then you see other people parking in, like, the same places. Usually places that are open late. And uh, I live in Seattle now. I just moved out. Or I didn't just move out, but I moved out a few months ago from Nashville, Tennessee. That's where I've been doing comedy for the last four years was in Nashville. And... There was a coffee shop that was open 24 hours a day. Cafe Coco. It's a great spot. Go buy it sometime. They have great coffee and great food. But you'd see, like, kind of other people, people traveling through, you know, people without a state license plates. Uh, they, that's where they'd park kind of out in front of just because, you know, if you need a bathroom, it's there. And I liked it just because I was already there to begin with. That's where I hung out most of my time before I even lived in a van, which is... That's kind of why I did it. Like I didn't fall on hard times or anything. I it was a it was a conscious decision to to live in here mainly because uh, just wanting to do comedy and just not really wanting to work <laughs> anymore. I was just over it. I was just over doing shit I didn't want to do. I worked in radio for seven years and it just became it became an office job. Like I was a full time employee with a salary and shit, but I just sat in an office. Like it didn't feel like it was anything to do with radio. I was an assistant promotions director. So I was like a a middleman between promotion people, like concert promoters and then sales reps. And they're all just trying to make money. So it just wasn't fun to be in the middle of that. And I started doing comedy. I was like, well, this is what's real fun. And after doing it for two years, it was like, oh, I should probably just move into my vehicle. Because I was never really home. Like I paid for a place to sleep. Like I had a place. The last place I had before I moved into my van was uh, I was paying like 500 bucks or something to live in an attic 
uh, just with a couple roommates that I found on Craigslist. They were fine enough guys. They were college kids. One was like a, a neuroscientist, a neuroscientist, however the fuck you say it. Neuroscientist, right? I think that's right. But, uh, and the other one was, uh, some other fucking smart thing, but they were just like, one of them was a CrossFit person. I'm just, you know, he just had that dead look in his eyes. It's like, that's why, that's why this might be a cult because people like you do it with no soul. You got a dead soul. And the other one who was studying neuroscience couldn't cook a fucking hot dog. He burnt a hot dog up. He tried to boil one fucking hot dog. What are you doing boiling one hot dog? It's nonsense. He boils a hot dog and then falls asleep and then all the water boils off and then there's just a hot dog burning and I'm sleeping in this attic fucking choking to death. And I go downstairs like, oh, there's a hot dog, just fucking charred hot dog. And then like 20 minutes later, after I open up all the doors and windows, he wakes up. He's like, oh, did I forget about that hot dog? It's like, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, I'd rather live in a van than be here with y'all. That's crazy. And also, it just I was never home. That's the whole point is I was never there. I would wake up and I'd go to like a coffee shop or go to work or I'd go to a coffee shop and then work. And then after that, I'd go back to the coffee shop and just try and work on shit, try and write. And, uh, or just hang out and dick off, watch wrestling videos on the internet. I just don't like, I don't like being in a house or in an apartment. It makes me feel too comfortable. And then when I'm comfortable, I feel lazy. Like even if I'm wasting time watching dumb shit on the internet at a coffee shop, it's like I can drift in and out of being productive and then wasting time where it's like, when I feel anytime I'm like at like a, if I house sit for anybody now, I'm like, I'm going to do some work. I always just get lazy and don't do any fucking work. It's too comfortable for me. I'm not ready to be that comfortable in life. I like being uncomfortable. It's uh it's more of an adventure. It's more fun. And I just couldn't justify spending 500 bucks a month to live in an attic that I wasn't really living. Like I never really was home. So I fucking just was like, I'll just get a van and live in the van, built a bed in it and everything. So it's perfect because traveling in between gigs, like being in Nashville, there were some really good comedians in Nashville. Then there are people that have been doing it for a while. And it's like, why, like, why are they still, why are they, they're better than me. They're so much better than me. And this is like early on, like this is starting on, like I'm looking at them going, they're so much better than me, but they're still in like the same, they're still going to the same open mics and shit that I'm doing. So it's like, what's the difference? Like, why aren't they, why haven't they figured more out to this? And some of them don't want to, some of them don't, some are just happy. And then other ones, they have people have like, you know, they're tied down to shit. You know, they got kids or they got a family or they got, you know, people who have uh, rent and shit like that. And it's like, if you have rent and then you have an out of town gig, you know, maybe you get paid a hundred bucks and then, you know, you can either turn around and drive the four hours back or you can get a hotel and spend, you know, 60, 70 bucks of the hundred bucks you got paid. And it's like, well, how about I just get the hundred bucks and use it for gas. And now I got, I'll just sleep in the back of this van because you can find places to park. You know, I got a gym membership. That's my water bills, like 20 bucks a month. I go to Planet Fitness. They're all over the country. Most of them are 24-7, so you can just park in the parking lot anyway. You know, wake up, go work out, get a shower, and then go about your business. Go to a coffee shop, start working on shit, and go about your day. Right now, I do have a day job. I wait tables, which is interesting being in Seattle because it's like, it's such like a busy city and there's nowhere to park. And it's like, the closest Planet Fitness that is in Seattle is like in Renton. So it's like a 25-minute drive. That's where I'm coming live from at this very moment is the Planet Fitness parking lot in Renton. But it's just kind of a bitch, you know? 
<laughs> and to drive down here all the time and then work in the city. I just don't, I think I need to find a job outside of the city, but that's for another day. There's no need to get into that right now. We're talking about living in the van. As far as comedy goes, as far as being broke and trying to figure out this comedy thing, living in the van's perfect, you know? I've gotten to see so much shit. I've been in like, in the two years since I've had this van, I've driven through like 24 states or I've been through or at least two 24 states, like most of the country. I got to drive out to California a couple years ago and just drive through Texas and did a, a couple gigs along the way, stopped in Houston and Austin and Phoenix and did time on the way out to California to go to a music festival and then drove like the the northern route back and went through like Nevada and Wyoming and Colorado. It was so fun. Like, I don't think I would have, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I wasn't living in a van just because I'm not making enough money. All my money would have been going to rent, but it's like, I still don't have a lot of money. People are like, oh, you must be saving a whole bunch of money. It's like, no, I got a little bit saved up, but it's just, <laughs> it's not as glamorous as everybody makes it seem, but I love it. I love it. I love being uncomfortable and, you know, it's comfortable enough at this point. It's been two years. And so that's like, you know, people will offer me a place to stay. They'll be like, I have a couch. I got a couch. Well, it's like, I got a bed though. <laughs> I have my bed, you know, even if I stay like at your house, I'd rather go stay out in my bed just cause it's my bed. You love your bed. Everybody loves their bed. If you go on vacation or something, everyone's like, oh, I just can't wait to get in my own bed. And it's like, anytime I go on vacation, bitch, I'm in my bed. It goes everywhere with me. And it's always, it's, it's not the most comfortable thing in the world, but it's, it's, it is to me, it's uncomfortably comfortable. Like, <laughs> if that makes any sense, it's not really super soft, but it does the job. I'm going to detail that more in a later podcast. This is just a taste. This is just letting you know what's going on. So, yeah, I drive around. I tell jokes. And I'm just I'm just trying to figure. I'm still trying to figure out life. I feel like people get tied into houses and shit. Like so early on, it's just pounded into your, your head or whatever, you know. It's glamorized that you got to have this huge house. And it's a mansion. It's got seven fucking bedrooms and three swimming pools. And, a, you know, someone will finger your ass if you want to. It's just it's out of control. I don't even know what, if that last part made any sense. <laughs> but it's just, you know, and so that's what everybody tries to go for. And then it's like people are 24 years old in college debt trying to fucking pay 1200 bucks a month so they can live in downtown Seattle in some fucking closet of a space. Fuck that. I got a closet space too, and I can stay downtown if I want, but it's not 1200 bucks a month. You know, it's not, uh, maybe it's not as comfortable as your place, but I like it. It works for me. I love getting to just drive around and see shit. You can just get up and go if you want to. If you're like, I'm not feeling it. I'm, it's time to go. You can do that. That's sort of what I did with Nashville. Is it was just four years and I was just tired of being there. And it still took like some preparation to get up and go. Uh, but it wasn't that difficult. It wasn't even difficult to move into the van. Like I was so gung-ho about it. I was so ready to get out of that attic. Uh it was so fun. I think, like, one of the first nights I stayed in the van, I didn't build a bed for, like, a couple, maybe, like, a month and a half or something. It was all trial by error. Like, I got the van and just was, like, full out, balls to the wall, like, let's do it. Like, stayed in, the first night was, like, a fucking snowstorm, and I was so goddamn cold. <laughs> but I stuck it through. I just kept waking up and just kept waking up because I was so fucking cold and I didn't know what to do. 
But now that doesn't happen. Now I know how to stay fucking warm when it gets cold. You just figure it out, you know. And no one's going to, you can find, there's plenty of like blogs and articles online where you can find like alternative living or people living in vans and shit. But I didn't, I just went for it. And maybe that's sort of what this is. Like, how do you stay warm at night if you're sleeping in a van? Well, like, really, all you got to do is, like, walk around, especially in Seattle. All you got to do is walk around, like, any, like, part of the city and just look at homeless people at night. And, like, look what they're doing. They're staying out, not even in anything. What do they do? They just cover up. (laughs) You cover up, you dummies. It's real simple. You get inside the sleeping bag, and then you get a couple extra blankets. This is what I like to do when it's real cold. I'll keep my socks on put sweatpants on and like a hoodie sweatshirt like not a zip up like a pullover and put the hood on and get in the sleeping bag and then I have like I have three blankets like one fleece one and then two other ones but they're all pretty warm and then you just layer up on those and then the only thing that will sometimes you'll stay toasty as can be the only thing that will happen sometimes is your face will get cold so what I'll do is you just take a blanket because some of them are a little bit lighter like I have two lighter blankets that aren't fleeced. I'll take one of the lighter ones and put it over my face so it's not so heavy. And then you, and it's easy to breathe through and you just stay warm. You stay warm as shit and you sleep all night and it's good. Like it's a good night's sleep because you're so fucking toasty. There's a tip for you. If you're ever cold, cover up. <laughs> it's real simple. But people don't... I don't think, like, the logic has, like, been lost. It's like people walk around when it's 30 degrees with no fucking coat on, or 20 degrees, or 25 degrees, and people have no coats on. They're putting on hoodies and shit, and they're fucking walking around downtown Seattle in the rain and 30 degrees, fucking shaking, going, God damn, it's so fucking cold, but I'm still so much better than everybody. Put on a fucking coat, you dipshit. Like, what's wrong with people? I don't want to put on a coat because I won't look cool. Well, I hope you look real cool when you fucking die on the street from hypothermia, you dickhead. Put on a fucking coat, people. If it's cold, put on a coat. Quit walking around wet and shivering. Put on a fucking coat. It's a, it's outrageous. <laughs> See, I got tips for people living in vans, and I got tips for people, everyday people. Put on a fucking coat, everyday people. Quit being so fucking cool all the goddamn time. You're going to kill yourself being cool. You got to stop it. <laughs> Endangering yourself trying to be cool. Because someone will be like, oh, look at that fucking loser over there. I ain't a loser. I ain't got no coat, bitch. And now I'm dead. Oh, no. Fucking died on the street because I was too cold. Dumbasses. Dumbasses everywhere. <laughs> but it's so. I, lo- I love the van. And it's like motivation for me because it's like the only way I just like I want to do comedy. I want to do comedy related things. I want to be involved in comedy. Like I want that to be I want to be able to provide for myself through that. That's just what I want to do. So ideally what I'd like is like because I do like living in a van. So it's like if I could get like a nicer van, like a bigger van, because right now I live in a minivan. People would, you know, if you tell people you live in a van, they're like, oh, it's probably like, you know. You would think it's like a cargo van or an Astro van or something like that. Something with some space that looks like, okay, you could live in there. But no, it's a fucking minivan. An extended minivan, but a minivan nonetheless. It's, uh, I know what I did. I made, it was a conscious decision to get the minivan too. You blend in. You don't stand out that way. People go, oh my God, no one would ever live in a minivan, right? It's too, it's genius. It's a fucking genius idea. People are like, why would anybody live in that? And it's like, exactly. Why would anybody live in it? Boom. 
I got everybody fooled. <laughs> it's so fun. But if I could get a nicer van through doing comedy, that's what I want. That's what I want to do. I want the things that I get in life to come through comedy. And right now, just waiting tables just so I can afford to do comedy at this point. And it's getting there. It's going to get somewhere. This is going to be a good year. I can tell. I'm just going to work on shit. And uh, it's going to be a good year. We're going to see. I can't guarantee I'm not. I'll probably still be in this minivan at the end of it. But it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a productive year. I feel like the move out to Seattle was a great thing. I feel there's a great quote by uh, Robert Anton Wilson. I love him. He's, uh, he's one of my favorite authors. He gave a bunch of great lectures. There's a, a great book called Cosmic Trigger. It's like his first sort of autobiography. It's fantastic. Another good one is the Illuminatus Trilogy. It's a science fiction book. It's all about, uh, it basically takes, he wrote it in the, I think the 70s with another guy named Robert Shea, but it basically takes like every conspiracy theory at that point in time and intertwines them into this weird fucking cosmic sort of novel. It's very, it's very bizarre and hard to follow, and it drifts in and out of characters and different points in time, and it's in the past, and it's in the future, and it's in the present. JFK dies like seven times in it. It's a very, very strange, great book. Check it out. Uh, but he had a quote that the, like, he's the trick to staying, I don't know if this is the exact quote, but it's like the trick to staying young is making a cosmic change every so often. Something like that. Like, you can't get caught up in the same bullshit too long. The same system. The same routine. You gotta change shit up. And sometimes you have to do it on a, on a giant scale. And I've, you know, I've sorta, I sorta was doing that before I started reading about Robert Anton Wilson. Like, ever since I left, I left Michigan in 2009. I left Flint, Michigan. That's where I'm from. And I went to upstate New York, Utica, New York, for a little bit. And then down to Washington, D.C. I was in Utica for like a month and a half. This is all radio sort of connected. I'll talk about this later. But this is just talking about the jumps I've been making or the, the changes is from Flint to Utica, New York, from Utica, New York to Washington, D.C. I was there for two years. And while I was there, I the seeds of living in a van started in Washington, D.C. just because I was, it was such a bummer of a city for me just because it's lawyers and politicians and everybody's unhappy. I thought, coming out of Flint, Michigan, I was like, if I move to a big city, things are going to be great. And it just wasn't. It was overwhelming and I didn't like it and everyone was sort of grumpy. And it was just too much. So I started kind of wondering what life would be like if I just left, you know, sort of went off the grid or just left everything. And I was like, man, just get away from everybody and live in a van. And uh, in doing this, I... I met a, a girl and had a girlfriend and so we kind of made plans to just to run away to Maui and she wasn't living in Washington DC at the time we met through a friend so she was kind of she had worked she was 30 and I was like what was I like 23 or something like that she'd already spent a decade working and had a bunch of money saved up so she was just driving around or hopping around doing her own thing and we met in Washington, D.C. It just hit it off. And then she came to visit. And then I went out to, she was visiting, like, bouncing around on the islands of Hawaii. She's like, I'm going to go hang out in Maui for a little bit. I was like, oh, well, I'll come visit you and visit her. And I went to visit her. And then was like, oh, we should just, we should just do this forever. Like, we should just be here together forever. So I went back to Washington, D.C. and finished a few months working at a, at a traffic network, doing radio shit, talking about the roads and quit that 
and then went back to Michigan to hang out with my family for a little bit before I went to Maui. And my dad was sick. He had, uh, my dad had cancer when I was like, uh, how old was I? Like 12, 13? I don't know, but they caught it real late and it was pretty bad. And, uh, but he made it through. And then when I went back home before going to Maui, he's like, I have cancer again. And it's like, oh, he's like, they caught it early. It'll be fine, blah, blah, blah. And at that time, my girlfriend wasn't doing great either. She was going through her own shit. So it was like going out there. I was like, man, I don't know what's going on. You're not doing good. My dad's not doing good. I can't, like, I can't do this right now. So I went back to Michigan for a little bit, bummed around there for a couple months. I was like, can't stay here. Cannot stay in Michigan because it's so fucking sad, you know. It's just everybody's, there's nothing going on. Everybody's bummed out. It's a very, Flint, Michigan's a very depressing city. There isn't shit going on. The people there are just sort of stuck, and those people are my family. So it's just a bummer. So I was like, okay, um, I'll go down to Nashville, Tennessee. I know a guy down there. I can get a part-time job at a radio station. It'll be fine. So came down there, another cosmic change, and uh, <laughs> was there for like three months. And was like, fuck it, I'm going to Maui, goddammit. So I packed up my shit and I went out to Maui and met up with my girlfriend and we hung out there for like seven months and I was just reading books and here's the thing is when I didn't when I didn't have to wake up for anybody, when I didn't really I did some carpentry work on Maui, but our days wouldn't start until like eleven o'clock, you know. We'd do like eleven to four, like short work days, just in the afternoon do a little bit here, a little bit there. It's very slow. It's a different world out there. But every day I'd get up at like five in the morning just to sit in our little kitchen and drink a cup of coffee and read books. I would just read every morning and drink coffee. And it was like, I was doing it for me. It was so great not to have to wake up for anybody. It was so fucking fun. But after, you know, after you kind of run away, you tune out from the world and you spend time in the jungle, you spend time alone, you spend time, you know, hiking, climbing trees, picking bananas, playing frisbee, swimming in the ocean, body surfing. It's, uh, you, you get sort of, I felt real centered and real peaceful and like, oh man, everything felt great, but I was still like, there's something, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? I could do this forever, but I don't know if I want to do this forever right now. You know, I think I was like 24. 25? I can't even remember now. <laughs> it was only a few years ago. It would have been uh, November of 2012 is when I moved back. I left in March of 2012 and I came back. I came back, uh, I left Maui on my birthday in 2012. And it's 2017. And I was. <laughs> so I was 25. I came back on my 25th birthday. And I was like, I want to do stand-up comedy. So I moved back to Nashville. I quit as a part-timer and came back to a full-time salary job. (laughs) So I started doing that in November and then started doing comedy in December in Nashville, Tennessee. And after like five months, I was like, this is what I'm going to do now. So I quit the radio job and I'm just trying to figure out how to make money here and there ever since because I blew through all the money I had saved up between going to Maui and starting doing comedy I blew all the money I had saved (laughs) but I hustle here and there and wait tables to pick up some cash you know and try and do comedy in between to make some money here and there but it's been four years of doing the comedy and two years of living in the van and all those cosmic changes in between 
So you just keep things fresh. And the latest change, the latest freshness that came into my life was moving from Nashville to Seattle. Because I was in Nashville for four years. That was the longest I'd stayed in a place since I left Michigan. I was in Michigan for 21 years, Utica, New York for a month and a half, Washington, D.C. for two years. And then I guess back to Michigan for two months or three months maybe and then Nashville for three or four months and then Maui for seven months and then back to Nashville for four years and then now I'm out in the the great state of Washington it's a beautiful state but had I not lived in a van I think this move probably wouldn't have happened I'd probably be stuck in Nashville and there's nothing wrong with Nashville Nashville's great you know especially the comedy part of it now it's fucking popping off they have a new comedy club there so there's shows all the time there's mics all the time there's plenty of stage time there but I was just over it so I came out here and now I'm doing my van thing in Seattle Washington and I feel like that's a decent intro I feel like you kind of know who I am and what I'm doing at this point and We'll, we'll have some fun with this. Thank you for checking it out. Oh, we'll do plugs and stuff. If you check out, I got a website. You can, there's show dates and fun stuff and videos and shit on there. It's joekellycomedy.com. It's K-E-L-L-E-Y. There's Twitter and Instagram at Utilize Shrooms. Pretty fun. It's just promoting the responsible use of mushrooms, as you should be doing. Take them responsibly, kids. And Facebook and shit. And, you know and we'll talk and it'll be fun this is going to be great thanks for checking it out i appreciate your time it's joe kelly's van chronicles do subscribe on itunes is that what you do on itunes subscribe on itunes and keep checking it out and sometimes if you hear people talking or a car going by that's because i'm recording this in a van i don't know there was a motorcycle that went by i don't know if it picked up or if you hear people yelling it might be because i'm parked downtown and homeless people are yelling at trash cans because that's the thing that happens in seattle not so much in Renton, not that I've seen anyway, not in this parking lot. I'll talk to you guys real soon. Thanks for hanging out. Enjoy your life and make somebody else's better. <laughs>